Welcome to the only podcast with more bits than a landfill dump of ET cartridges. It's the This Game Wear podcast with me, Chris, and... Me, Ashley. More... Did you say more bits? More bits. Okay. Cartridges have got bits, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Move on. I thought you quite liked that reference. Yeah. Little dump of ET cartridge. No? Not... Come on. Come on. Right. Yes. Good. How, how are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm good. Oh, I've gone very formal. I've done a bad already, yeah. haven't I? <laughs> yeah. And uh, why Why have you applied for the role? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, oh, no, don't. It's going to be palpitations. Feels a bit that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, wh- what are we here for? We're here to talk about games, we're, aren't we? We're here to talk about a game. And this week, we are talking about a new game. Oh. Talking Straight about... in. Go yep. on. All right. So, this A week... new game? Is yeah. it new? Is it well, new when this episode goes out? It's... It's a game we're not going to play together. We're going. I'm going to talk about a game I've been enjoying recently. You're going to sit there and listen, maybe chipping occasionally. But it, it's the Chris show today. Okay, cool. That's fine. I'm glad for that. So My this week, going. it's this game where you crash land in an apocalyptic abandoned world. You have to explore to find out what the Sam Hill is going on. And you pick up a range of abilities on the way. Can't think about games I've been playing recently. You haven't actually told me very much about what you've been playing recently, I don't think. Oh. Because that obviously sounds like Metroid. It does sound like Metroid, crash doesn't it? land. I, although she doesn't crash land, does she? No. She crashed... So crash landing. In apocalyptic, I assume abandoned that world. I'm... Oh, I know what it is. It's Kirby... Blah, blah. Yep, it's Kirby and the Forgotten well, Land. That's not Kirby, is I, it? I know that's that. Mario. That's my victory music. Sake, I don't just want... some, just some co- cohesion, coherence <laughs> to the things that you decide to do. I'm a cavalcade of non secateurs I'm like the Mighty Boosh. Yeah, disappointing. Sorry. Come on, right? Yeah. What? Why? Why? Kirby. Why Kirby, Kirby? and the Forgotten Land? Because it's really brilliant. Yeah. I've okay, won. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Well, I played the demo. I've finished it this week, 100%ed it yesterday. Wow, how long did that take you? Uh, between 35 and 40 hours. Wow, that's a lot of Kirby. I don't think I could stomach it. Well, I did stomach it, and I'm really glad I did, because it's brilliant. Mm. My general feeling is that if Kirby's not on a golf course, then it's not worth it. <laughs> and that comes that comes from multiple attempts to gel with Kirby and understand why people love him. So what's your history with Kirby then, out of curiosity? Oh, I played all sorts of Kirby games, but they all have weird names that that make them hard to remember. So, like, there was one on the SNES that I played and it had three or four different... It was like a variety pack. It was almost like Super Mario All-Stars, but for Kirby. And I can't remember what it's called. Something to do with stars, though. So I played that. The first Kirby game that I did ever play was Kirby's Dream Course and that set me off on the best foot because it's the best Kirby game and made me want for more Kirby games because I just thought well that was quality so surely all Kirby games will be amazing and then just it set me up for disappointment after disappointment after disappointment I've played I've played the early ones I've played the the Wii versions of them I've played the I think there was one on Wii U that I played there was one on the Switch where it's like Kirby and Friends. I played that and just found them very, very humdrum, bit dull. Sorry to hear that. So the main mechanic of Kirby is that you change powers by eating your enemies. Yeah. Which sounds like some 
like ferocious shit. Like I I power my I power my body with the with the blood of my enemies. Yeah, essentially. It's it's like it's like Highlander, but <laughs> then Kerblander. doesn't doesn't live up. We incidentally watched Highlander recently. That doesn't live up either. The yeah. best thing about that is the Queen soundtrack. I I watched it. I've only ever seen it once, uh, which was relatively mm. well. I was relatively recently. It was within in the last ten years or so. Um, yeah, and I didn't think it was that good. No, it's not. But Queen did the soundtrack, and that's probably why it is thought of the way it is. I think. But Kirby, so so we can agree, Kirby is the Highlander of gaming. Well, my experience with Kirby is not dissimilar to yours. I've. The, the one I've had the most experience with is Kirby's Dream Course because we played it way back in episode 67. And up until then, oh, I don't think I've played any Kirby games up until Forgotten Lands since, but up until Dream Course, I'd never played any apart from occasionally at a friend's house. I might play one of them for 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so. Like, I'd ne- I've never owned one. Um, I had, well, I tell a lie, I had the, um, there's one, the Wii, where it's all made out of yarn. Yeah, epic yarn. Epic yarn, that would be one. I had that, played it for 10 minutes, and didn't really gel with it. So that, that was it. No. That's supposed to be Kirby. Um, Tell so, me why you didn't gel with it. I'd like to know. Um, I found it a bit meh, just a bit inspiring. Dry. Yeah. 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 That seems to be the, for me, that seems to be where they land far too often with Kirby. And, and certainly with the most recent iterations of Kirby, where it's been crafty bits, um, yarn being one of those. Where where it's because they've done a claymation Kirby, they've done a they've done this uh, epic yarn Kirby where it's made out of yarn, um, and, and some other ones. They just seem to ride far too heavily on the gimmicks gimmick, and the gimmick isn't even a gameplay gimmick. It's a it's a visual gimmick. It's an aesthetic gimmick. Well, that's why the Forgotten Lands is so good because it just does away with all us and just just is a really really good game i've enjoyed mm. it so much which is why i wanted to talk about it um it maybe yeah. is a prudent point to talk about kind of the number of kirby games at the time of recording there are 38 kirby games which i was really surprised uh, by yeah it's uh, many it, it is many uh, this is the 13th game in the main kirby series so it's 38 games 13 in the main kirby series so the, that other 25 it's all like pinball and things like that so you know this this is just the 13th of pure platforming goodness and it's the first one that's in 3d well it move moves in uh, on a 3d plane because they've done games they did uh kirby and the crystal shards it's not the first kirby and the crystal shards was on the n64 that was a that was a 3d kirby game, oh really oh well, all the all the yeah. bump about this was about this being the first proper 3d kirby game oh well maybe i've misremembered crystal shards then let me just see so apparently how laboratories which the, the developer they had experimented a lot with making a 3d version of kirby since the early 2000s and all their ideas for it prototypes never got any further than that point so that they they just didn't feel it gelled together particularly well and it always got scrapped so this is the first mm. proper 3d kirby game Okay. Have you got have you got some crystal shards? Uh, then? it's two and a half it's two and a half D. Right. That'll there be their that'll be their um caveat on that one because it was very definitely three D graphics mm-hmm. and, and I thought it had moved in a freely three D plane, but apparently two and a half D. So it is a platforming game for the Switch released twenty twenty two. The developer, as I said, are called HAL Laboratory. Now 
how laboratory i was assumed was some sort of reference to 2001 um, i found out why they're called how i quite like this reason i think it's quite clever the reason right. they're called how is because each letter puts them one step ahead of ibm okay right fine no okay yep okay mm, not they... bothered where did it where did how start off or if you if you know anything about that because that that puts them in a whole different category of hardware software development ibm are, are very business orientated whereas hal i thought had always been game i think they, they have been exclusively games but maybe just they just like the name of it something i don't know maybe it just seems like a strange reason to go for your name to say that you're be- <laughs> you're one step ahead of ibm who aren't a competitor i i, I don't know uh, Hal were founded in 1980 and Kirby first appeared in 1992. Now, the reason I looked into those dates is because there are lots of references in the game to 86. Now, I assumed playing through it was because Kirby first appeared in 1986. And it's not that reason at all. Now, the reason mm. 86 appears in the game a lot is because it's, according to Reddit, I had to turn to that to kind of find the answer to it. it this is an element of Japanese wordplay. So I had to look on Reddit for the answer to this because I couldn't find it anywhere on the internet at all. Um, apparently, it's um, Japanese wordplay, almost, I guess, like a, a homophone. So 86, the numbers, 86 in Japan or Japanese, you pronounce as Haru, which um, is the same as how, as in how laboratories, and it's the same as the, the developer. So it's almost like a sort of self-referential nods to themselves, which I quite liked. It's about that whole thing, do you know the A113 thing that appears in The Simpsons and Disney films? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the animation room that people learned in. Yeah. Yeah, Is exactly. That right? yeah. yeah. That's it, a Pixar thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's Is Pixar. it A113? I thought yeah. it was something else. Yeah, it's the, it's the number plate of the moving truck in the first Toy Story, but I think it appears in... It appears in The Simpsons and a few other places. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's that kind okay. of thing. Yeah, uh, I, I, do, I do have to say, I, did, I didn't... I don't really understand that in the sense that I don't I don't understand those words being sorry I don't understand those numbers being hat and the roof. Well, because for... eight, eight is ha- hatchy. Oh, okay. So, but I assume it's some kind of shortening because ha hatchy. So maybe eight when you put. I don't know. I don't understand. No, I, I don't. Know. I don't. I my my. I have a smattering of Japanese, which includes not very much. So certainly slang and stuff like that would go way over my head. No, like I say, I think it's it, it's some sort of wordplay or, or whatever. And that's what the thread on Reddit said. Maybe the thread's wrong. I don't know. But it seems like a, it seems like a logical and nice reason as to why the number yeah to come on to the game. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the, the plot of the game itself then. Uh, Kirby gets sucked into a mysterious vortex that appears above his home on Planet Popstar, which deposits him in this new world. And essentially, that is all that happens. Kirby gets deposited in this new world and he has to explore it to find out what has gone on one thing i quite like about this game is that the plot ends up being quite grandiose and quite bombastic almost a bit like something out of like final fantasy or kingdom hearts or something and i think that's quite funny because you're playing this game that has this massive epic sweeping plot that all the time you're playing as kirby Kirby. i I just find that funny yeah i think that's quite cool it's also set in in like even even when you look at the setting for the game and the fact that he goes into this what looks like an apocalyptic Last of Us style, yeah, decrepit yeah. city. Yeah, exactly, and that's and, and that's another thing I find quite funny is, um, you know, you have this this like you say apocalyptic wasteland where it it's it's really the way it's done 
it's really hyper realistic. So that's good. The way it's done is it's really incredibly realistic. Like some of the graphics are absolutely incredible. Like I've been really yeah. impressed. Like mm. There's one, for example, where it's called Burning Churning Power Plants. There's this huge industrial, and you walk into it, and the camera kind of pans back as you walk into this factory, and it shows you that there's this, the smoke billowing out, and there's these huge girders and pistons and whatever. And you go into this, and you're Kirby. And just sticking yeah. like a sort of... And again, I find that quite funny. Mm, yeah, me too. I would as well. I like that. There are 40 stages spread across eight worlds. And each world is a different uh, biome, I suppose, different areas. So you've got your grass area, you've got your snow area, your lava area, etc. There's a, a nice little Easter egg for each area. The name of it begins with a different letter, obviously. So the first one is called um, something plains. And then the next one's called... Uh, Edgewater Bay or something. I can't, I can't remember the names. Anyway, they spell out New World as a as oh. an acrostic because the whole idea is that Kirby has landed on this New World. Um, that was something I found on the internet researching for this, and I thought that was a, a cool little, little fact. Uh, the drive of the game is you have to rescue Waddledees, which are Kirby's friends from Planet Popstar. They have also been kidnapped, and they've been hidden throughout these uh, these New Worlds by the beast pack and there are 300 of these what these in total and the the shtick of the game is that in each area you to get the boss you have to find a certain number of waddledees now for completing each level you get three so if you were to just complete each level bez through and just ignore all the hidden waddledees you, you wouldn't get enough to get to the boss so there's a, a bit of gating there you have to go back and do a bit of exploring but the levels are Depending on how you want to play it, if you want to bez through, you can get through the levels in less than five minutes because they're fairly short. But if you want to go off the beaten track and do a bit of exploring or mm-hmm. get some coins, then it can take up to 20 minutes to do each level. So if you start doing some exploring, you'll then find waddledees. And it's that rewarding the exploration that is one of the things I like about it because um, very quickly you start amassing waddledees by going off and doing some exploring. And then you're able to get to the bosses, do the boss, mm. get to the next world, etc. So I like the structure of the game, the fact that it's kind of what you make of it. If you're a completionist, I want to finish off each level in, in full before moving on to the next one. You can do. Or if you want to kind of go through the main plot and then go back and mop it up afterwards or do a bit of a balancing between the, the two, it's really up to you. And I like that kind of freedom the game gives you kind of, here's the framework we're going to work with, but it's up to you what you do with it. Yeah. Within each level as well, there are also challenges. So on the when you complete the level, it gives you like almost like a checklist of the different challenges. Now, some of them you may well have ended up kind of um, ticking off without realising. So you might be doing a level and you notice a wanted poster that's got a picture of Kirby on and if you hit it off the wall it then comes from the bottom saying one of three Kirby posters and so you know I've got to find another two but one of them you might have to come back with a certain ability in order to get to it so again it kind of rewards that aspiration kind of makes you it presents challenges in a way that kind of makes you understand what it was what it is the game wants you to do if that makes sense yeah Uh, the main shtick for this new one is mouthful mode which is the the whole thing where, where Kirby can swallow and control larger objects such as a car or a vending machine or a glider and then you then have these almost like mini games where you have to when you're a car for example do like a racetrack and bez around this racetrack and complete it in a certain amount of time those are really well done because they they are only used sporadically so it's not a case of like in some games where these things would appear once and then never appear again they do appear multiple times in the game but each time they never stay there welcome and there's enough time between each time they appear to kind of you to like forget about it almost and then come up again oh okay i remember this this is quite fun mm-hmm. 
And yep. I, I like the variety that that gives you. You've also got, as you've mentioned, the ability to, to suck up your enemies and then gain their abilities. And these, these are called copy abilities in the game. And there's a bit of light RPG element with those because you can level each of those up. So, for example, there's a sword and you can level it up, I think, three or four times more so each time getting more power looping back to the waddledees quickly you've also got the hub world is called waddledee town within waddledee town the more waddledees you have unlocked within the main game the more things happen in the town so when you collect a certain amount a shop opens up that allows you to buy health potions or potions that give you extra speed when you unlock another certain amount you unlock mini games so then you then got there's like a, a cafe game where it's like the waddledees queue up and you have to do a bit like um overcooked where you have to give them i mean it's, it's not quite as developed as overcooked they literally just pop up with i want this this thing and then you give it to them. you're not got to actually make the sandwiches or whatever there's fishing yeah. now you love a good fishing mini game there's yeah, a I do. there's a tilt mini game where you use the switch as a, a like in those temples in zelda we've got to actually really carefully maneuver kirby around the course mm-hmm. uh, loads and loads of things just open up bit by bit in a world and makes it feel like it's living breathing area there is also a Colosseum that opens up where you have to go back and defeat some of the bosses that you've already defeated uh, within certain, like maybe using a certain ability or something. And there's three of those. Now, the last one is incredibly difficult. You have to complete like the supercharged version of the bosses. And it, it was really difficult. Uh, I was I was quite surprised at how challenging that was for a Kirby game. And the only way I ended up being able to do that was to... By un- cheating. No, no, I didn't cheat. That's usually the way. Nope, not cheating was oh. to use the two-player mode, because the game has two-player mm. mode, mm. which, again, is another uh, amazing addition to it. So two-player mode, me and my daughter discovered that um, you can almost, if the enemy is attacking you, the other person can then almost get in sort of fly under the radar and, and attack. And mm-hmm. that the second player plays as a character called Bandana Waddledee, who is a Waddledee with a bandana and a spear. And... If they die, they don't have any lives. So if they die, they spawn back in after a set amount of time. So basically invincible. Now, even with that um, hack, I suppose it is, it took us a long time to defeat this, the, the last boss of this boss rush. It took us about five attempts to, uh, to do it. It's uh, very challenging. But then I quite like that as well. The fact that a Kirby game, which you think would be all sunshine and light, actually had a bit of challenge to it was was a nice change yeah i think you get a little bit of that in the demo where you fight against the kong type yeah the giant gorilla yeah the giant gorilla you fight against that and i think that boss battle for a curb game offers a, a level of challenge that you wouldn't necessarily expect it's nice to hear that it sort of carries on through mm. the game and all of that Boss Rush, not my cup of tea, so I wouldn't really be touching that. But Well, it's never normally my cup of tea either, but I felt like I wanted to do it because I was just enjoying the game so much. It just felt like another challenge. Going back to what I said yeah. earlier, it's it's there if you wanted to do it. If you don't want to, that's fine, but I, I mm-hmm. actively wanted to do it. One, yeah. of, one of the challenges, you mentioned the gorilla, obviously you've got familiarity with that. One of the challenges to unlock one of the hidden waddledees is to complete that challenge without getting hit at all, which was quite tricky. Yeah. One of the reviews I read when the game first came out was that it feels like a cross between Mario Odyssey and Mario 3D World. And having played through the game, I think that stands true because the levels feel there's enough variety between each level, which is what reminds me of Mario 3D World. And I think the variety in terms of things you pick up through the mouthful mode reminds me of Mario Odyssey in terms of taking things over and you know getting their abilities i think it is yeah. a nice amalgamation of the two i don't think it quite meets 
the lofty heights of either of those two games just to make that clear but i mm. think it's uh i think it's a, a very very well polished game and, and certainly been uh been very enjoyable to play last positive i want to say is i think and this is something that also impressed me in my 3d world is the music so when you're on the overworld on the the map as you go between the areas the same motif the same theme plays but depending on which area you're in the instruments change so it so if you're in the snowy area obviously you've got some sleigh bells ringing gently in the background or if you're in the funfair area it's played on like whatever funfair instruments are i can't quite organs yeah that sort of thing and it's all like jaunty and organy yeah yeah cool yeah obviously you've mentioned the demo uh, which is available on the eShop. if anyone's interested to give it a go i highly recommend it uh, the game sold 2.1 million copies in just the first two weeks worldwide which is pretty impressive mm. right i've done lots lots of talking at you there are there any questions you'd like to ask me before i say my one gripe with the game no that would have been my question if there was anything to that got your hackles up that people should be aware of yeah the, the one thing that got my hackles up was one of the things that you need to do in order to get 100% completion. Now, there's a lot of things you have to do to get to 100% completion. And as, as I said, I was really enjoying the game and wanted to get to 100% just to sort of, you know, put, put, a, put a lid on it, put a donk on it. One of the mechanisms is uh, some gacha machines. So there are four of these gacha machines that appear in Waddle Dee Town. The first one costs you 10 coins, I think it is, to to have a go on and try and get the figures. Then the second one costs 20, third one costs 50, and the fourth one costs 100. There are 256 figures spread across these four different gacha machines that you have to get in order, and you have to get all 256 in order to get 100% mm -hmm. completion. Now, the figures can be found in the game. When you're going through levels, depending on which level you're in, which area, so the, the first set of gacha machine, you find those lying around in the first couple of worlds because they're the easiest set. The second set will be in the next set of worlds, etc., etc. Now, when you find the gacha figures in the levels, it's just like a capsule, and the color of it depends dictates what what gacha machine figure you've unlocked. Mm. But obviously, from that figure, you don't know whether you've got one that you've already got or not. Or was it? It keeps your swapsy, as as the kids say. So you have yep. to you have to complete the level to get to the end, and then it will then unlock, and then you'll find out whether it is one you've already got or a brand new one. Now, that whole mechanic meant that. That was the last thing I had to do was to get the last few figures that I hadn't quite unlocked in order to get the 100% completion. Now, in order to aid that, a character does appear right at the end of the game who you can trade with, who you can... Well, one of the things you can get in the game are called rare stones, and you can swap one rare stone with him, and he will give you a, a figure you haven't already got, but you don't know which figure he will give you, obviously. And obviously, rare stones, as the name would suggest, are quite difficult to get hold of. So you've got the, yeah. tr the trade-off there between, do I spend my rare stones on figures, or do I just grind through levels, going through and, and getting coins, or going through levels to get gacha figures and see, hopefully, if they're the ones that I haven't got. What I ended up doing was I ended up going through and just grinding to get coins and then going back and just putting money into these gacha machines to get the figures. Now, the, the payback from them did seem to me to be weighted to more towards the favourable side. So for every sort of, let's say, five goes, I would get three figures I hadn't got already. So actually, it wasn't too bad, but... It still meant I was Sounds. wasting money and, yeah. and literally just sat there pressing A, just to dumping coins to get figures back. I think that could have been done a lot better and because I felt, I just felt bored by that, the whole thing about grinding for the sake of it. In the, in the pre, 
in the olden days, let me put it that way, in the olden days, um, a number of games would have had like a collectibles section. Yeah. And the collectible section might have been tied. The collectibles, each of them, might have been tied to doing a certain thing in the game or whatever. It was it was the equivalent of achievements, but with a bit more substance. Sometimes, not always, to to what you got in return. And that seems like it. it sometimes seems to me like they've taken a perfectly considered system of achievement and reward, and complicated it to the point of frustration and aggravation these days or or else tried to mimic systems that actually i don't think personally are very positive systems to find their way into games especially games that are family or child orientated completely gacha is a, a gambling mechanic yeah you know the most of the time gacha has low stakes and the prizes are small things and, and in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really matter or have that much impact. But if you think about how a child maybe with ADHD or or another form of neurodivergence might respond to a gatch system, it feels a little bit nasty, a little yeah. bit icky. It would be a lot better if you had, as you say, as, as I've outlined in old games, where you had a gallery of different unlocks and you knew exactly how many unlocks there were, and you knew what you needed to do to get said unlocks, even if it was a case of this one costs 100 coins, this one costs 200 coins, and so on. That would be far less icky Hmm. than a gacha system that enables you to get things that you already have. I just don't understand why they would do that to you. What is the value of having multiple graphical representations of statues of kirby so like you just what said the point you press minus on the switch controller and it opens up your collection and it is literally just a gallery of all the figures you've got and with with each figure you can press a and then it brings up this 3d rendition of the figure so mm. you can rotate around and then you can choose three of them to display in kirby's house so in kirby's house in Town, you've got three on the mantelpiece which is which is lovely pointless but lovely but the the point you're getting at is what is the point of the whole thing? Like to me, it should just be there's, not even there's, that. There's I mean, what what's the point of the of it being a gacha system yeah, yeah. as opposed to being Absolutely. a pure unlock system? Yeah. The gacha system to me, if because it enables them to say, oh well, we've given you one that you've already got or whatever. Yeah, it, and there's no purpose. It, that. It so, makes, it, so in the gallery, you've got like you know, there's, there's I've got um, an a woofy statue, which is the, a dog enemy. I've got four yeah. of those. why why yeah exactly what's why the only possible plausible explanation i can think of myself is that they want to increase the playtime on that game and in or in frustrating you in in getting this statue that you're missing and giving you four go woofies or whatever they're called they are artificially inflating how long you're spending with with the game and going through levels I'd find it too frustrating to bother. I wouldn't bother. I actually think that in terms of how it might impact neurodivergent players, that is not worth it. It was the last thing I, I did because I deliberately left it last mm. because I thought, well, this by this point, I will probably have collected, because I've replayed so many levels, to find all the Waddle Dees. I will, but by this point, I'll have probably got as many as I could have got naturally. And, and yeah. that seemed to work quite well for me. But um, yeah, it's still... I mean, by, by comparison, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World on the Switch has 
within each world has a gacha machine and you go up to it and it tells you there's 10 figures to collect that are special to this world and you go up and I think each one costs let's say it's 100 coins or 10 coins or whatever it is and you insert your 10 coins and it gives you it's a costume for Yoshi to wear within the levels Mm -hmm. and you can only use it 10 times because you get the 10 costumes and that's it so actually it's Mm -hmm. not even a gacha machine it's just a like it's it's a press A and you've you've got been rewarded. That's an with, unlock system yeah, with a gacha precisely graphic and, on top, and that seems so much fairer because it, well, it is fair. Mm. You're, you're getting something back for something you're exchanging, whereas this mm. one you're paying and potentially doubling gambling. or tripling. Yeah, mm. exactly. It is it is gambling, and it it left me with a bit of a bit of a bad taste in my mouth and kind of spoiled what otherwise I think has been an absolute tremendous game. Understandably. On the bad taste front, yeah, the sooner, I don't think it will happen, but it, the sooner that sort of thing disappears in general, I think the better. Yeah, but I, I think, I know there's been a lot of, in the last few years, there's been lots of like, talk about loot boxes and all this sort of stuff. I, I don't think mm. it's, uh, I think it's here to stay, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So there we go. That's Kirby. Cool. What, Kirby. What do you think of it then? Are you going to buy it? No. Oh. If I lend Woo! you if I lend you it, would you play it? No, not oh. not now, not not the moment, not right now. I just don't really have, I don't have the time to fit it in. I was hoping there's that too many talking to you demands. about it would would kind of think make you think, oh, that sounds alright. No, because I've played the demo. I think it is better. I enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed Kirby games in recent times or or ever. And I think there's something good about it. I think they've taken a step in a better direction for everybody because it, it's not it's it's still not very challenging for the most part and i think even if i'm gonna get challenged maybe by the bosses or or whatever having to get there is too long it's too much of a time investment just to find this one challenge that lasts five minutes and then and i'm not even one for for needing a um I'm not. I'm not a Soulsborne player mm. or anything like that. I I played Elden Ring this year, but for the most part, I'm not after something that's going to hand my ass to me on a plate. I want something that challenges me, stretches me in one way or another. And actually, I gravitate towards puzzly, contemplative type things more than I do anything else. Kirby doesn't have anything to challenge me along the uh, on the journey. There might be these little points, but they're not enough. Oh. It, it's just not my. It's just not my thing. They're yeah, it's not my thing. Well, fair enough. I think it's just. I think the pace is too slow as well. I think even just the fact that he he walks, <laughs> he walks everywhere. <laughs> well, w- one of the yeah. criticisms from the reviews I read earlier is the way he handles people. Yeah. found him quite sluggish at times. I personally didn't feel that at all. I thought he was he was really uh well well done. But uh, there you go. Mm. That's just Kirby anyway. Kirby walks everywhere. Plods. Yeah. And that's part of his character. Yeah. So you can't really... I suppose you could speed him up, but yeah. I don't know. I, I've never... I've never gelled with it as a... as a What do you call it? As a franchise. I've never yeah. really gelled with it. And this... I was thinking it might be a change. And it is a change. It's just not enough of a change to grab me so yeah sorry sorry don't i'm glad i'm glad you're enjoying it though i'm yes glad that people in general are enjoying it i've played it 100 percent. i'll be honest i'm probably never gonna touch it again but uh Mm. it was it was getting there was enjoyable no i'm being flippant i I probably it's sort of thing i probably would would crack on again in a couple of years or so and probably play through Mm. to 100 i I have i have genuinely been really impressed with it okay good yeah so ignore ghostbusters the video game that's been on your shelf for 15 years yep Play Kirby again. 
Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You love it. Cool. Right. Not really. Thank you for listening. If maybe you've played Kirby and want to uh, let us know what you like about it, remember to then come and let us know on all the social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And remember to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review, please. Yes, please. Thank you for sticking with us till the end. This is your reward. Being thanked by me. Much as gracias. Yes. Yeah, what he said. Uh, We will see you again next week. Thank you, bye. Thank you, bye.